Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. And today is Tuesday, or will be Tuesday, uh, January 24, 2023. You know, it's, uh, it will be. I, I promise you, the sun will rise uh, tomorrow morning. Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, joins us as he does every week to discuss the top stories, especially media stories. And uh, Andrew, I feel pretty comfortable in predicting that the sun will rise tomorrow and there will actually be a January 24th. I don't know. You could be part of a Russian collusion. <laughs> it could be. It could be a disinformation campaign. That's um, right. That's right. We need to get that fact checked. Yeah, but you know what the you know what the cool part about that is? Is that if I, I'm wrong, nobody's going to see this anyway. So. <laughs> You remember that great meme about um, God announces end of the world and how different media covered it? You remember that? Yes, yes, yes. And my favorite was a uh, um, was the New York Times, uh, and it said uh, God announces end to world, women in black's hardest hit. Well, yes, as 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 it should be. <laughs> So uh, the, the LA uh, Times was selling the film rights. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, soon to be a major motion, uh, major Hollywood motion picture. Um, uh, back in the day, it would, be, it would have been produced by Irwin Allen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I remember that. Wasn't that the towering inferno and all that? Yeah. You know, uh, the master of disaster. I know that Ali ended up. Uh, uh, Getting that, uh, I think it was Ali that had that nickname, but I think they called that's what they called Irwin Allen too. Was the well, master? I don't think it was copyrighted, so that's okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, um, but good Lord willing, the crick don't rise. It will be. It will be Tuesday, January twenty fourth, and on Monday, January twenty third. Man, we had all sorts of things to talk about here. Um, I, I would say first and foremost, even before we get to your excellent topics over at redstate.com, Andrew, is the arrest of a senior FBI, a former FBI counterintelligence uh, agent, uh, Charles McGonigal, who was arrested for money laundering in connection with the Russian oligarch and in connection to Albanian intelligence um, in actions that go back to 2017, which coincidentally or not, Andrew, was about the same time that Charles McGonagall was helping to kickstart Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which was exploring whether or not Donald Trump colluded with the Russians to win his election. I mean, Isn't either, amazing? I mean, either you can't make this stuff up or Charles McGonagall did. I, I suspect that Charles McGonagall at least made up some of that stuff. But I mean, this is insane. I mean, I've heard of projection before, but this is ridiculous. Oh, it's it's it, it it's beyond belief, and it, it it's bad enough by itself. But what it does is corrode um, faith in our some of our basic institutions. And I just read a poll last night that uh, Republicans are the ones who really believe that. Uh, but you remember, you talk about Albanian intelligence. You remember the movie with Albania? Wag the dog. Oh, that I did. I forgot that that involved Albania. Yeah, I yeah. that that every time one of these fake things comes up, 
in Washington, I I think about that movie. That was a uh, an entertaining movie, but also a scary movie long term. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was scary because people realized, you know, how easily that could be, you know, how easily one could be manipulated into these sorts of oh, things. And that brings yeah. us back to Operation Crossfire Hurricane, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, I. It, the whole thing, there's so many things that are disappointing. Uh, and of course, from my point of view, after 55 years in media and so on, it uh, I'm just crushed that my former newspaper profession is party to such fake news uh, yeah. and can't seem to mount the energy to to be what the Constitution protects them to be, which is watchdogs to government. And it's just the whole thing is just crushing to become part of the government process, you know, social media colluding with the FBI and the Biden and the DHS on censoring Twitter. And it's just. And you know that Facebook had to be part of that, too. I mean, oh, we yeah, gotta, we got to peek inside Facebook, but only in relation to the CDC based on some documents that was forced to disclose because of a lawsuit that's going on right now. Robbie's, excuse me, uh, Reasons Robbie Suave uh, covered that in what he called the Facebook files last week. But that's just a small slice of what's probably in those files. I'm sure that the FBI and DHS were all over Facebook the way that they were all over Twitter to censor content. That's something. I just, I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know. There's nothing I suppose I can do about it except to be shocked and and appalled and take it out in the ballot box someday on somebody. Well, and and write about it, right? I mean, this is, yeah. uh, you know, the Ed Morrissey shows in the clear, right? We, we don't put this one behind the firewall. And just so that people know this, because they're going to start seeing, you know, some more multimedia stuff from me that's behind the paywall. Uh, my chats with Andrew every week are, are, are going to be in the free and clear. And as I do other interviews, we'll have ad hoc pod podcast, um, uh, episodes that appear uh, under the Thames banner that will also be in the clear. Um, but we'll do ours. Andrew and I will do ours every week on Tuesday. So you can, you can, you know, mark your calendars off for that. Yeah. We're uh, free. We're free. We're free. We're free. I tell you, but I mean, <laughs> one of the things that we do is we write about this and, and we encourage people to sign up for subscriptions so that we're not reliant on <laughs> big tech platforms to drive traffic to us because this is what you get. When you have big tech platforms that control or at least influence traffic to such a degree is that you have to sort of go along with whatever, whatever their narratives are. And uh, clearly Facebook and Twitter's previous management was crafting narratives of what was acceptable, and what wasn't acceptable to be discussing. And in the case of the New York Post, of course, probably the most obvious case of this they would literally quash any mention of a take that the FBI or the Homeland Security or, um, or you know, Facebook on last week's story, the CDC didn't like. They'd actively yeah. quash it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I've written about it, and I, I urge, like you, I urge people to sign up for. Uh, 
for VIP subscriptions uh, for Town Hall and all of the property, Hot Air and Red State and so on, because uh, they are censoring the reach of our stories and posts. So they're trying to basically strangle the income. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, I, a lot of people I, I, I find are, are responsive to that once they understand it's not just a paywall for fun because uh, you and I don't get don't get the money. It's it's the strength of the institutions that employ people who are willing to look at these subjects that the government and the big tech don't want us talking about. Right, right. Um, yeah, exactly. And um, so in, in relation to this arrest, right, because. <laughs> Uh, McGonagall was actually coming in from Sri Lanka, so God only knows what he was doing in Sri Lanka. That's not exactly, you know, the garden spot for vacationers. <laughs> Sri Lanka's got all sorts of security issues going on. All sorts of all sorts of um, uh, violence has been taking place over the last couple of years in Sri Lanka. So I'm not sure what McGonagall was doing there, but I know what he was doing when he got home, which was basically going to jail. Um, they arrested <laughs> him on entry, and. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that that to me is, um, my goodness, I mean, that is just really a, a, a very disturbing look at the guy who was running the FBI's counterintelligence operations. And it, I mean, it lends itself to all sorts of different questions, right? Was, was Operation Crossfire Hurricane basically a, um, uh, a manipulation in and of itself by Russian oligarchs? The guy he was working for, Oleg Deripaska is somebody who'd been under sanctions for years. He was the guy, he was the oligarch that Paul Manafort was working with, right? Which is, you know, which had triggered a, you know, a, a big, huge investigation um, in 2014 of Manafort. Um, you know, Albanian, he's taking money from Albanian intelligence in 2017, which roughly at least corresponds to the, um, to the cross, it certainly overlaps the uh, crossfire hurricane timeline. And, you know, this is a guy who was one of the, one of the people running the counterintelligence office that opened this. Andrew, how, how do you credit anything that came out of that office? You can't. You no, can't. you can't. No, you can't. And, you know, everybody complains about the manipulated days of J. Edgar Hoover, but these are just appalling. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and it's you know I don't know what else to say. It's it's appalling, and the only way we can uh, counter it is, like you say, is to just keep writing about it and putting it out there so people see it. But the real the reality is that every time anything happens, people will see it. Now, will people will see a conspiracy in it? Uh, I don't blame them. It's it's not always a conspiracy, but. Um, you know, Rand Paul was talking over the weekend about uh, this is the conspiracy of the Democrat money people and the deep state to nudge Joe Biden off off the road here. Uh, so he won't run in 2024 because they know what a disaster that would be. You know, it's interesting. Let's talk about this because that's the subject of your long VIP column, your, your VIP yeah. column this week, which is this uh, document scandal, which just keeps getting worse and worse and worse uh because it 
because there's just more things that keep falling out of this, right? I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the story is that they had to finally invite the FBI in <laughs> to search Joe Biden's home, and the FBI found more documents at Biden's house. That was on Friday. And, um, you know, we've been hearing, well, it's not the same thing, it's or it's not as bad, or, you know, he didn't mean to do it. The, what they found it's against the law you know you, yeah. you, you you can't it's like steve martin i forgot armed robbery was illegal it it's against the law <laughs> that's well, the deal my mind man i didn't realize that uh you know I, i'm thinking of the scene in la story right uh, oh, I, i'm man. not sure you ever you saw la story right yeah where he's at the atm and the guy comes up to him and says hello i'm bob i'll be your robber tonight oh hi bob <laughs> 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 I know when he's at his house and he's talking to his friend on the phone, he said, I'll be right over. He goes out and gets in his car and drives next door and gets out because right. it's because it's L.A. Everything is in a car with this big, huge um, orchestral flourish too. <laughs> L.A. story, by the way, is as a as an L.A. Um, as a, you know, a, a native Angelino, I can tell you that I absolutely adore L.A. story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's a. It's an absurdist skewering of uh, of Southland uh, culture, and it's completely awesome. Um, anyway, so to get back to your uh, to get back to this, I mean, you, you talk about the the many secrets hidden in Biden's classified document scandal. Not the least of which is what did these documents pertain to? Some of these documents go back to the time that Biden was in the Senate, and. Yeah. Even if you argue that, well, sometimes presidents retain, you know, as presidents and executive branch, uh, people retain um, documents for for legit purposes, which is not actually supposed to happen. Nobody in the Senate is is allowed. Nobody in the Senate or the House is allowed to take classified material home. They can't even keep it on Capitol Hill. Uh, it has to be. They have to access it in a skiff. And you know, um, Dick Durbin and Chris Coons actually sort of admitted that this weekend on the Sunday shows. It's like, well, yeah, that's that's tough to explain. <laughs> it's impossible yeah. to explain, not yeah. without using the word theft. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just I'm, I'm sort of speechless, which is unusual for me uh, that the, it just keeps going on. And what I tried to do was to pull together. Uh, Many, but obviously not all, of the questions surrounding this. And who in the uh, who would leak it? I mean, this is this is a seminal thing. Somebody wanted Biden to get in trouble, so they leaked the fact that it was there. And then hot, uh, Red State had a a post over the weekend that the documents they found in the university office were moved from somewhere else by a friend of Hunter. Yeah. It, it, why all these all these questions it it's maneuvering to benefit hunter and the big guy in some way uh it's all illegal but they were going after donald trump so uh, yeah yeah so i mean what i said in the column was how how would justice they can't so it's not it's a rhetorical question but how can justice justify it's it's uh, uh keep your hands where we can see them attitude towards donald trump uh and then until friday it's attitude towards the biden lawyers of well let us know if you find anything else illegally kept 
Yeah, and they're trying to give Donald or they're trying to give uh, Joe Biden credit now for asking the FBI to just go ahead and come in and do the do the search. The FBI should have been doing the search from the beginning. They're the they had people who were cleared to look at that type of material, at least that level of material. You know, Biden's lawyers aren't cleared for that type of thing, nor should they. And that was one of the excuses that Biden's lawyer gave was, well, some of our people found documents, but they weren't they didn't have a security clearance to look at them. Well, how do you know their security problems then if you haven't looked at them? Um, How do you know that they're not security problems is, you know, so. Yeah. Talking about let's let's talk a little bit about the media reaction to this, right? Because I think the media kind of got cut with its pants down on these drip, drip, drip revelations, because you'll remember that when this was going on with Donald Trump, the media was hyper. Let's not say hyperbolic. Let's not let's not say they were they were completely focused on how uh, exposing this material exposed, you know, American national security and and threatened American national security. It wasn't just because Donald Trump was a duty head, or at least that's what they said. Oh, this is it. Might have been the nuclear codes. You don't know. It, it could have been. It yeah. could have been. You know, sources and methods, and and that would cripple American intelligence and so on and so on and so on. Which, by the way, I don't disagree with. It's <laughs> the reason why you don't take this material outside of the skiff. <laughs> And I'm sorry, but Donald Trump didn't have any business taking that stuff back to Mar-a-Lago with him. Um, but back then, that was the media narrative. It wasn't that oh, yeah. well, everybody does it, but he was just he was just not being cooperative. It was all about the risk to national security. Well, fast forward to January 9th, and all of a sudden, well, what Trump did may have been sort of what everybody else does, but but he did more of it and he wasn't cooperating. No, that wasn't the issue. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it, right? Talk about collusion. It's 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 professional malpractice is what it is. I I agree. It's hard to come down on people or causes that you personally believe in. But, you know. That's why you got these constitutional protections. You're supposed to be an ethical watchdog. And clearly, they're not. They've been bought. They've been bought. And um, if only they have such common cultural backgrounds, the same schools, the same culture, the same liberal attitude, values. Um, And so... When the Biden people come say, "Well, we can't really have this stuff out there," they're amenable. It's not not. It shouldn't be amenable to any of it. Should have yeah. been blowing the whistle and writing about it. That DHS has asked us to help censor social media, but no, they don't. And it's shocking, and it's a shame that it's become sort of the norm. Well, and as you write in your column, I mean, we're talking, we're focusing on this one specific scandal, but as you write in your column, this goes beyond just this one scandal. This goes into all of the different double talk and gobbledygook that keeps coming out of the White House on things like inflation. You mentioned inflation specifically, the economy a little bit more generally about how, well, no, we're doing great. The economy's, you know, going great guns and you've got Google, Amazon, and Microsoft laying out off a combined 40,000 people. In the next few weeks. And that's just them. And that's just them, right. And 
the, the, the media playing along with this. You know, if Donald Trump had said any of these things under the same circumstances, the media would have crucified him. Well, and they did. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes deservedly so. I mean, you know, Donald Trump isn't a bastion of accuracy and truth after all. And I don't think it was, it's a great shock to anybody to say that, but neither is Joe Biden. And yet they treat Joe Biden as though he is, you know, a principled statesman while, while they treat Donald Trump um, like basically an enemy of democracy. And I mean, this and if they and if they start to if they start to cave on the principled statement thing, it's like, well, it's Uncle Joe, and you, you know what he really means. No, no, we don't. He's a mean man, uh, and we do know what he really means. He may not know what day it is, but we know he's mean. Right, right. But they want everybody to credit him with 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 having good character, sort of like Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I mean, all presidents yeah. tell what Mark Twain used to call stretchers, okay? And I wouldn't call it a stretcher. I think it was worse than that. But Barack Obama promising in 37 different speeches that if you like your doctor and health plan, you can keep them uh, for Obamacare. And you can't. Uh, but he just kept saying it, and the media didn't blow the whistle and add it to the long daily list of lies and, and mistruths that he's putting out like they did with Donald Trump. I don't know, and I've said this before here, I know, but I don't know how the media um, can ever restore its credibility. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's like... Trust, uh, faith, you know, in a marriage. Once it's broken, it's broken. And maybe you can move on, but you can't undo it. You know, it's like people on Twitter say, oh, I can't unsee that. Well, you can't, you can't unknow these things about the media and, and our fundamental institutions. Yep. No, I agree. I, I think you're right about that. You can't unknow these. You can't unsee these. And uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the issue here, I think, really is going to be just when the media is going to get in on what is clearly some sort of movement within the Democratic Party to push Biden off to the side for 2024. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not big on the whole conspiracy theory thing, but somebody somebody leaked this. Now, I was talking to Larry O'Connor today, you know, from Salem uh, yeah. News Channel and Town Hall. And he was saying what actually happened in this is not that the Biden attorneys were honest brokers and went to the National Archives and said, oh, look, this is what's going on. And then eventually got around to telling us what happened was, is that they're trying to keep it quiet. And an inspector general just happened to accidentally come across the fact that they were doing something weird with records. And he wanted to find out what it was, tumbled onto this. And then after that, it came out is because yeah. the inspector general started uh, sniffing around it. And they realized that they had to get out in front of it. Um, so, and, and that explains a lot actually, because that's also a good explanation of why they kept doing the drip, drip, drip thing. These guys don't have a handle on how many places Joe Biden stashed classified documents and for what purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they've been stonewalling. I had a piece up at uh, Red State a while back that uh, Biden has been stonewalling the inspector general on Afghanistan. I don't think many people realize uh, 
despite all the people that read my posts at Red State, Ed. All um, of them. Yeah. But uh, they don't realize that Joe Biden has surreptitiously spent over a billion dollars, one billion B for billion dollars in Afghanistan since the withdrawal. And he's stonewalling, refusing to tell the inspector general what it was for. Yep. Now, you can, you know, the standard thing would be, well, what is he paying them off to let us keep evacuating people, paying off the Taliban? But, uh, you know, my suspicion is that he's really secretly financing the insurgents fighting the Taliban just to make trouble uh, for the Taliban uh, the way we made trouble for the Russians with the Taliban <laughs> during the uh, Russian yeah. occupation. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't really dealing directly with the Taliban. We were doing more with the Northern Alliance, actually. Right. It, and the Mujahideen, right. And well, I mean, it was the, the people we were working with were the Tajiks and the Uzbekis and um, and some of the other tribes. The Pashtuns we we tried to steer clear of, but some of our aid went to the Pashtuns. I mean, because because we let Pakistan we let Pakistan direct it um, yeah. in, in during the Soviet occupation. So yeah, some of it went to the Taliban. That wasn't really what we were trying to do, but some of it went there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's interesting. A billion dollars is, uh, you know, pretty soon you're talking big money. And uh, I don't necessarily mind uh, that um, he's helping people who are making trouble for the Taliban. But, uh, you know, he can't then go out and say, well, we're we're out free and clear now. We're not involved. Well, yeah. actually, you are. And that's another thing where, how do you tell Biden's lying? Well, because his lips are moving. Actually, I suspect we're paying the Taliban to let our, let our people out quietly yeah. uh, because, because of that absolutely shameful, disgraceful bug out and leaving 14,000 Americans behind, um, not getting them out before we left is, and I think that's one of the things I think that they're most afraid of in this upcoming Congress is the fact that House Republicans are going to start opening investigations into exactly what happened in Afghanistan and start subpoenaing people and uh, forcing them to testify under oath as to exactly you know how all of that transpired and exactly how many people got left behind and why. And uh, I'm looking forward to that particular brand of oversight in the next Congress. Um, Unfortunately, the experience with the Benghazi committee, um, yeah. they, they, they did expose a lot of stuff there. But as usual in Washington scandals, nothing happened. Nope. There was no uh, punishment for anybody. Admiral, <laughs> Admiral Mullen, Mike Mullen, who was the head of the, uh, uh, the ARB review, didn't even interview Hillary Clinton. He took the word of Hillary Clinton's chief of staff and, and accepted the documents that that woman gave him. Um, and they said, well, no, there wasn't anybody at fault, just some systemic problems. There's always uh, systemic Well, four problems. people are dead. Okay, that's that's worse than a systemic problem. Yeah. Uh, they, they weren't ready. They weren't ready to rescue. They weren't ready to back them up. Uh, and they knew exactly what was going on. Panetta, the defense secretary at the time, said, uh, well, you don't send soldiers in when you don't know what's happening. 
Well, actually, you do. Yeah. Uh, that, you, that's, when you're rescuing people, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. That's how you do it. And the fact is they had a drone over Benghazi the whole time. So they knew exactly what was happening. Uh, and uh, then and then Susan Rice goes out on all the national shows and blames that uh, silly Muslim video on YouTube. Uh, and guess what? What was her punishment? She's headed domestic policy for Joe Biden now. Right. Yep. Yeah. You no consequences. You fail nope. upwards in Washington, D.C. That's the problem. Yeah, that's right. Well, before we go and get to the jokes of the week, we do have to briefly talk about your uh, uh, Malcolm on the Right, uh, episode number 45, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, kind of tickled me and I was teasing you on Twitter about this. Have you noticed you're not living as long these days? And you know, Andrew, every day I get up, I notice I'm living longer. So I'm not sure yeah. what you mean by this. <laughs> yes, I've decided now that I'm uh, advanced age, I've decided that aging, despite its problems, is better than the alternative, which is, which is not aging, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, so I purposely... Um, kind of distorted the headline uh, to make it uh, a little more interesting. So I was colluding with myself, Ed. Um, you're colluding, you're narrative building there. You're narrative that's right, building. That's you're exactly right. The fact is that today, Americans' average lifespan is uh, the same length as it was in the early 90s. All this advancement, for decades, we've been getting healthier and healthier and living longer. Now, women always live longer than men, and they live, I think, on average 79 years or something. But uh, collectively, Americans are living shorter, uh, nearly three years shorter lifespan. Now, part of it had to do with the pandemic, but part of right. it had to do with um, with the expense of, of health care, people putting off health care, um, and it's 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 a anyway i explore the reasons in that uh in that vip audio piece the, those are that's kind of an interesting tool ed you know it's like four or five minute audio op-ed and it's it's fun uh, just uh to share a thought on something that might not uh be worthy of a longer post so i'm really enjoying that part we've done 45 of them so I guess that means 46 is this week. The pressure's on. Unless for some reason the sun does not rise tomorrow. That's right. Exactly right. There's the threat. <laughs> There's the threat. All right. Well, that means that we got to squeeze in the jokes of the week before okay. it's too late, Andrew. <laughs> well, I've got some. They're all old. But uh, as, as Conan, uh, Conan said, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's cyborg character uh, in one of his movies, goes back in time to fight a younger version of his cyborg character. Uh, the two characters try to talk it out, but neither Schwarzenegger could understand what the other was saying. Tuma, <laughs> uh, Tuma, yeah. Uh, and Seth Meyers, <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Today, this happens every year." Today was National Hug Your Cat Day. There were no survivors. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 
then uh, Meyer said that Joe Biden, this is a while back, obviously, Joe Biden estimates he's taken more than 8,000 round trips on Amtrak in the last 50 years. Yet it feels like even more than that, said the guy who sits next to him. <laughs> and one others, Seth Myers, he said, Hillary Clinton joined Instagram this afternoon and somehow she's already deleted thousands of photos. It's amazing. It's amazing <laughs> how efficient she can be. She wiped them with a cloth, Andrew. She wiped them with a cloth. <clears throat> In her bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom. That's right. That's right. All right. Andrew Malcolm is here every single week on Tuesdays for the Ed Morrissey Show. He's also the prince of Twitter at A.H. Malcolm. He's also the regent of redstate.com, where you can read his VIP columns and VIP uh, VIP uh, video hits called Malcolm on the Right, M-O-T-R is what, the way they're listed. And his latest episode, number 45, is already up. And so you should go over there and check that out. Andrew, we'll talk next week, sir. Okay, we're going to keep on going to whatever it is, 14, 15 years. Getting close. It's going to be 15 years in April. So isn't that something? Isn't that something? And and I'm I'm so I'm concerned. Like in the NFL, I'm concerned about you picking up the option for my next year. Yeah, but see, you, you, you it's almost nothing against the cap. So I mean, so I don't really have a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. Stand by for one more message from the Ed Morrissey Show. Coming up next. Now that the political infighting is over and the sausage is being made in the House, it's time for Republicans to unite with one cause and fight back against Joe Biden and his radical administration. The GOP has promised to investigate Biden, family corruption, the border, big tech censorship collusion, the origins of COVID, the FBI, and intel agencies' attacks on the American people and more, and it's time to hold them to those promises. Here at Hot Air, we won't let up on holding them accountable. We unapologetically fight back against the radical left and squishy rhinos in Congress who fail the people. We bring you the truth and go to war against Biden's woke communist agenda. But we need your help. By becoming a VIP for uh, hotair.com, you can help us in this battle for our country. Just look at the House Democrats leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He's another divisive, radical leftist, and his communist Sesame Street speech proves it. If Republicans don't halt the Biden agenda and conservative media fails to hold them accountable, it could mean the end of our great country. Join us in the fight. Become a Hot Air VIP member or a VIP Gold member today and use the promo code SAVEAMERICA to receive a 40% discount on your membership. Stand with us and fight to save America. We will never give up. And thank you very much.